I should warn you all right now, I'm going to curse, and I'm going to give you all of the spoilers. So if you have sensitive ears, take note. And if you haven't seen the most recent episode of Empire, what are you doing? Catch up, watch it, then come back and listen to us. Recap, Episode 2. Cookie, Hakeem, and Andre's hostile takeover has failed. They're starting their own label. It's my time. So whatever we call it, as long as mama's got something to do with it, it's gonna live up to its name. Jamal tries to neutralize the threat. I saw dad today and he wants you back at Empire. So do I, because we're family. Lucius is still in prison and makes a powerful new enemy, Officer Ludacris. Forget whose house this is. Mine. My table. My newspaper. But Lucius deals with the threat of the new label in his own way by recording a hot, hot new track from prison. Speech, speech, snitching man, speech, speech. He leaks the song to his new attorney, Bubbles Esquire, you know, from The Wire, and tells Officer Luda that he'll be out of prison soon. I'm not getting convicted because y'all make mistakes, I don't. Meanwhile, Hakeem leaks his own album, even though it's owned by Empire. Are you crazy? Isn't that illegal? I don't know, and I don't care. And Lucius gets out of prison on bail with the oldest trick in the seedy TV lawyer playbook. Blackmailing the judge with kinky sex pics. It's none of your business who I get dirty with. Thank you to the writers of Empire for actually giving us an episode that allowed us to catch our breath. The The season premiere was so over the top, so crazy. I was kind of bracing myself. I was like, please, please do not let episode two have me throwing things. Please, just can I sit back? And watched, must I strap on my seatbelt? Well, it turns out I did not need to. Last night was a good, solid, solid episode. And this, this is the Empire After Party on WNYC. I am Josan Cummings. I just want to give a shout out to my man, Andre. Andre, listen to me. My heart bleeds for you, man. I I I I don't know what Lucius's problem is either. You're right. I want to I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the music. The music last night, uh, Tiana that that scene where she's dancing and gyrating and working out some new song. That song's a hit. That song stays. The song that Lucius recorded. That song needs to go far. Far away from any and all speakers. That song is awful. That song was awful by prison standards. That song was awful by billboard standards. That song was awful as fiction on a fictional television show. Wow, that song was bad. 
it's one of those blind spots that I think Empire really suffers from in the sense that, like, they want to convince us that at one point Lucius was the hottest thing on radio, and we're still not convinced. I need I need Lucius to be DJ. If y'all remember, y'all saw Hustle and Flow. That was Terrence Howard's character's name in Hustle and Flow. But all of last night's craziness aside, there's something else that I want to talk about. Something that happened on last week's episode of the Empire After Party. We were there in front of a live audience, if you recall. And I had a few friends with me, Jamila Lemieux from Ebony Magazine, John Monica from the New York Times, and Kevin Brown. You may know him as .com from 30 Rock, very, very funny comedian. And he brought something to my attention that I admittedly really wasn't up on until he actually said something. I like the balance of the show uh, tonight because... Right after they kill the light-skinned dude, they kill the dark-skinned dude. <laughs> so just to keep the balance. Don't be killing off all the dark-skinned people. Right. Because they're right. going to kill Antoine right. Fisher next, and then Becky's going to get killed oh, next, and oh, then no. all the dark-skinned people going to be oh, up the no. show, and I don't appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> now, Kevin's a comedian, and of course he was saying that to be funny, but as a lot of people say, some of the funniest things are also some of the truest things. And so I wanted to dig into this a little bit more with him. And here's what he had to say. I noticed I noticed the, the light skin effect okay. from moment one. Right. From moment one when I saw Terrence Howard and all his sons. Right. All his yellow sons. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was funny to me. And then another thing was funny when they did the flashbacks to the kids. Okay. Some I, of the kids were very dark, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm in they the were. house laughing. <laughs> like so, he he was dark as a kid, and he grew up and turned light. How did that happen? But I just noticed those things. You notice those things because you're a dark skinned brother yourself. Not really. Not not I mean, because possibly, of that. possibly, 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 okay. but also because I'm a comedian. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, I, and this is a conversation that goes on in our community. I think maybe mainstream it does. It outsiders uh, who weren't privy to these conversations didn't start noticing it until you could say Barack got into office. Right, and right. then people started saying things like, well, they would never let a dark-skinned man be president, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so there's levels to this um, consciousness, yes, so to speak. definitely levels. Uh, do you feel like it is in any way a discriminatory practice to we're going to create a black show, but we got to make sure we got to keep the tone right. Do you feel that? Do you think that? I mean, you've been in Hollywood. I know that. I know that has happened in Hollywood and I know Mm -hmm. that's happened in the music industry Mm -hmm. just from the Motown era. You know, the Motown era was, was notorious for that Mm -hmm. doing the, doing the paper bag test Mm -hmm. and, and such, uh, the paper bag test. Can you talk about uh, I I know what that is, but some people may not know what the paper t- bag test is. For the for the sake of what I'm the point I'm trying to get across. Right. Just, 
you know, you hold the paper bag up to your skin, to mm-hmm. your face, mm-hmm. and if you are lighter than the paper bag, then you are, Good and if go. you are darker than the paper bag, then you You gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Um, as a comic, do you have any feelings about that being fodder for humor? You know, the thing about comedy is if a comedian says what people are thinking, mm-hmm. Or if we say what you haven't thought consciously yet, right. but when we say it, oh yeah, he's right. Right. Uh, that that's the greatest that's the greatest moment for a comedian, mm-hmm. you know. But um, no, I don't think I don't think it's um, I don't think it's uh, a touchy topic like it it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there there used to be discrimination. You know, there there used to be a time where. Uh, when a guy like Wesley Snipes broke out to be a leading man, to be mm-hmm. a, a star and a sex symbol. Right, right. When Omar Epps broke out to be a star and a sex symbol. Right. There was a transition where every every singer was Elder Barge, was we do. Prince, we had do. long wavy hair, and he has good hair, and he has pretty eyes, and he ha- and then all of a sudden there was a backlash. Right, right. There was a right. backlash, and yeah. these chocolate guys started coming up, and Bobby <laughs> yeah. Brown was like, yep. "Oh my goodness," you know. Yep. Uh, then Michael Jordan, and there was, the, but there was there was a definite there was a definite change in the zeitgeist right. of our society, and I don't even know exactly what zeitgeist means, but <laughs> I I think it felt like it fit right there, right? Right, right. That but, was a good word. Yeah, but there was there was a definite distinction, and now here mm-hmm. we are, 2015, mm-hmm. and they put this show on the air, and is and is and it's going back. <laughs> although I must say. As a member of the light skin brigade, um, I, I like I like Terrence Howard as Lucius. Right, I think they typecast him in the way that <laughs> he, he has these light skin tendencies. Yes, and does. and the fact that you just agreed with me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Kind of shady. Yeah, yeah. kind of you know can't trust him. <laughs> um, you could trust me, but. Uh, I, um, do you find, a, 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 as an actor, as a comedian, somebody who um, has been on television, though, do you believe that the idea that a rising tide lifts all boats applies to black actors in this sense that a light-skinned brother like Terrence Howard's success mm-hmm. uh, bodes well for the next dark-skinned brother that comes along? Or do you think those are separate paths, so to speak? They're... It's like the circles cross. Okay. They do cross. Mm-hmm. Terrence has to do a great job. Yes. You know, he has to do a great job, yes. and he does do a great job. He does. He and does. then, okay, so we had the, we did our, the podcast here. Yes, we did And we the watched discussion. the show here. Yes. The discussion, yes. Mm-hmm. And I went home, mm-hmm. and I watched the show that came on before. Yes. Uh, Rosewood. 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 Um, with uh, Morris with Chestnut. Chocolate Chestnut, yes. Chocolate Chestnut. <laughs> And his resume, you know, is is up there with any oh, yeah. A-list he's, actor. You know, yeah, he's been in everything. Seasoned actor, professional, Absolutely. leading man, right. super handsome, mm-hmm. super attractive, chocolate brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they made that the companion piece mm-hmm. to Empire, the lead into Empire. And of course, you know, a guy like me is gonna say. Yeah, they noticed that all <laughs> all those yellow guys was on this show. Right. So to balance it out, they, they put this black raisin on in front of him <laughs> to balance out the color of the network. A good looking so, raisin. A good looking great raisin. looking. He's a great, great. looking. 
great looking, great looking chocolate brother. Uh, but they had to balance it out. If right. they had put, if they another light skinned man, they put another yellow dude on there. <laughs> well, another thing that you had shared with us that I felt was uh, very insightful that right now, every if you're a black actor, you are trying to get on Empire. And yes, you're, black entertainer. And your words, your your words, proved to be true. In last night's episode, because I don't know if there's a distinction between guest star and cameo, but um, there were guest appearances by Kelly Rowland mm-hmm. and Ludacris, mm-hmm. and these roles were very very small. Very I small. mean, what value does that give? For an actor to be on a show in such a minor way, established actors. In this case, it's a it's a trade off. The difference between a a minor role and a and a cameo is it's a cameo if you are a personality, if you are a celebrity, and mm-hmm. you come in. But the downside of what Empire seems to be doing now is, if someone is too big a star, they distract from. The that, character. That's my feeling too. We have an internal dialogue with ourselves mm-hmm. as a as a viewer. Mm-hmm. We think things, mm-hmm. but the moment we start thinking our thoughts in our head, we could be missing an important line that you don't realize you missed it right. until why I don't understand why that happened. Right. But they said why it happened, right. but you were so busy thinking, oh, that's Ludacris, or that's Chris Rock, or oh, that's right. Kelly Rowland. Right. Right. You missed the, the, the dialogue to set up the next scene. So many people were distracted by Chris Rock playing that, so many that drug dealer, it, it gangster just, guy. It just ago. sparked questions immediately. Immediately. As a fan of the show, mm-hmm. Empire, as a comedian... I wanted to know what makes you laugh about the show. Is there ever a point where you're laughing with them because you're like, oh, yeah, I know the magic behind that, or you're laughing at them? What, what do you find funny about Empire? I'm a huge fan, huge fan, right? Right, Like right, a right. huge fan. Absolutely. So I remember, I laugh, I laugh at this moment all the time. Okay. Because I love the music so much, right. I find myself singing songs from the show that I have no business singing. Yes. So there was the scene, right? Jamal <laughs> goes down into the, the grimy oh, hood yes. spot to from battle the, from the, from the Black Rambo. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever been to one of those grimy hood spots where freestyle rap takes place. And I, I have. I have. I have. <laughs> okay. Yep. So there's nothing fancy or safe about these venues, Absolutely right? not. I, so <laughs> Jamal walks in, Black Rambo does his thing, all the nine yeah, 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 yeah. and the dun, and the and and then Jamal, so what I'm gay <laughs> doesn't matter. God don't make you no better than me. Now, I love that moment. So I'm sitting in the house. I'm with my family. We're right. talking about something right. else, and I just start singing, so what I'm gay. And my family's looking at me like, what, so Cab's gay now? And I'm like, no, but that moment, <laughs> that moment was incredible. Yeah. It was an incredible moment. I laugh at that moment yeah. all the time. I mean, and I think that's what, like I said, I think that's what Empire does is it knows how to kind of like 
just turn it up. Yeah. Dial it up. Yeah. In a way that keeps it um, safe from too much critique. Yes. If you watch Lee Daniels' work. Yes. He brings something out of his actors. He does. It's really enjoyable to watch. Well, hopefully Lee Daniels is listening and they need a very deep bouncer. Aha! See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. If I get called in, it's just going to be for a bouncer. Right. And I, I'd rather, yeah. I don't even want to be on the show. I prefer being on shows about the show. <laughs> Kevin Brown. Is an amazing actor, all-around great guy, and very, very funny. You can find him on Twitter at .com30rock. That's D-O-T-C-O-M, the number three, the number zero, rock. He's also got a documentary coming out about the influential comedy club he started. It's called Uptown Comedy Club, The Birth of hip-hop comedy so be sure to look out for that very soon my conversation with kevin brown about blackness got me thinking not just about how we project ourselves but also who does the projecting so i called up a friend of mine morgan debon is the founder of blavity a media company that builds itself very very accurately as the voice of black millennials she knew about this blackness conversation the minute she started watching Empire. I don't know. I was like, this is real. <laughs> this is a lot for, um, you know, mainstream television. Um, it was. It I was definitely had mixed feelings about exposing, uh, you know, the intricacies of blackness to all of America. This is a really cool moment to talk about blackness in real time. Homophobia in the black community, mom and dad fighting and how that affects children, uh, misogyny and hip hop, right? There's a bunch of topics. There's like, oh, this is a perfect time to talk about something deeper than what was just in the show. That's like the springboard. But then you bring it back, right? Here's some data. Here's some history. Here's some other things to think about. Right. right. I wanted to know, is liking Empire... Because Empire is that kind of show, right? Like, Empire is that kind of show that some people that don't watch it are kind of proud that they don't watch it. And what do you what do you say to that criticism? It's it's too much, it's too real, or it's it's not giving you the full scope of who we are? Yes. So, to me, it's kind of like, um, it's like people who don't ever go to World Star. Right. <laughs> I'm serious, right? right. It's like right. they're like it's too much. It's not a good representation. You know, we shouldn't struggle. be supporting it. I'm not going to click that, right? Right. Um, and for me, as someone who is attempting to provide a platform for all voices, not just the Morgan voice, those perspectives, including the world stars and the soap opera-like type shows, right, are relevant. And ultimately, what my point of view is that we should write both perspectives. Aside from shock, because I also feel like as journalists, as black journalists, as um, somebody who runs a, a website dedicated to black people, um, have there been any moments in the show that really like conflicted with you on a personal level that maybe you didn't want to talk about or dwell on 
or made you even feel bad for your overall enthusiasm of the show? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think so. Not that show. I think that the show is incredible. Um, and a lot of the things that make me personally cringe at times, it's, it's not because of the show. It's because they're real issues. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I tip my hat to you on that. Like the show is not making up anything. Mm-mm. Um, the, you know, the show may be guilty of showing, of not showing all, all, all sides or all dimensions of our humanity, but it's not supposed to do that. It's about a specific family. Uh, who does a specific thing, um, which is basically run, you know, the entertainment world. Um, who's your favorite character on the show? Oh, come on. Cookie. Hello. To me, she's a reflection of a lot of black women that I know where from the outside looking in, um, if you don't really know them, they look incredibly successful and well put together and strong and have the, that pizzazz um, and you can't mess with them. Right. Right. Um, but behind closed doors, they're just as insecure as the rest of us. Yeah. And yeah. they've got pain and they've fought through it, but they have baggage and that makes them more successful. And that makes them have more grit. I, I think that we as audience members acknowledge that, but spend a lot of time on the whole, like, look at the shade she threw this episode and look at her outfits right. and the walk. And, you know, she's seducing him and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but I think we have to, from a character development perspective, like leave room for her to also be vulnerable. Um, right. That, that, that is funny to me that, that nobody really cares. I, I don't think anybody's really invested in. Right. Hello. Thank you. Morgan Devon is the founder and CEO of Blavity.com. Blavity tweets every Wednesday night during Empire at Blavity Live. And the rest of the week, you can find them tweeting all about all of their content and the conversations that young black millennials are having at Blavity. And with that, I am out of here. It's been real. Thank you. Remember to tweet at us at Empire Podcast or at me at Joe's NC. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you're looking forward to. Let us know what the hell Lucius was thinking with that song. Unless you think it's good, then don't let me know that at all. I'm Josanne Cummings, and I'm out of here like Lucius posted bail. Peace. Did your daddy drop you on your head?